Hey guys, and welcome to the Creative Influencer Show, a weekly podcast talking about personal development goals, building a business, Muskoka vibes, and how to get your next project off the ground running. I have been building, designing, and investing in Muskoka properties for almost two decades, and it is crazy how time flies by. I'm your girl, Amanda, owner and designer of RB Furniture Shop and RB Design, located in beautiful Muskoka, Canada. I'm an entrepreneur at the core with an incredible design team, a mom to three incredible humans, and the girl that always needs to know the meaning behind all of life's questions. I have a huge love for surfing, CrossFit, morning coffee, and traveling around the world. So what's the freaking deal? The Creative Influencer Podcast is a brand new platform that I'm so excited to share because... I love talking and most of the time won't stop chatting. So get ready to have your heart filled with love and your mind filled with inspiration. I'm completely obsessed with anything design and personal development. So if that is your vibe, we are going to be besties. Okay, RB Tribe, let's jump in and get started because I know you guys are going to love this episode. Hey guys, I just wanted before we get started to let you guys know that our website is completely e-commerce available meaning that you can grab all your furniture, bedding, and accessories. So go head over to the website, rpfurnitureshop.com, and grab all those amazing products that you love in the summer all year round. Flat rate shipping applies, and remember to join that mail list to receive 15% off your first online order. Right now, we have all of our holiday on sale. Use the promo code HOHOHO at checkout for 50% off of all of the holiday collection. Enjoy your shopping. Hey guys, and welcome to the podcast, the Creative Influencer Show. I'm so excited that you guys are here and joining us. I am your girl, your person, your bestie. If you love talking about personal development, design, traveling, anything to do with CrossFit, then you definitely want to tune into this podcast. So just saying. If the audio is a little off, it's because I am sitting in a hotel room in Iceland recording this because I'm flying home today and I thought that I would be able to record this and get one more episode in before I go home, which is crazy because if you think about that for me personally, if I think about that from a year ago or even five years ago, if I would have thought that I would be traveling the world doing all of this really cool, crazy stuff, living life fully and recording podcasts from a hotel room in Iceland, I would have been like, "Mm, I'm not sure if that is really going to be happening for me. Such a big dream, but how do I make that come actually into reality? So it's so surreal, like just being able to sit here. It's dark in Iceland um, at this time of year. I'm traveling. It's December, just it's early December and I'm literally going to watch the sun come up. It's around 9.20 in the morning and it's still dark. And I just think it's the coolest thing to be able to experience that and record that. So yeah, one, I, I've been working on trying to change and trying to live in a different reality perspective over the past, you know, probably seven or eight years. I have followed so many different personal development coaches. Um, I am currently, I do coaching with um, Brenda Bouchard. I have for many, many years. And um, yeah, it's just such a cool experience to be able to sort of like full circle and like come back to this and be able to 
even just this thinking about this podcast, like for me, this podcast was such a big bucket list item to do. And now that we're recording, it's going to be our 50th episode. And I'm sitting here in a hotel room in Iceland watching the sun come up. It's crazy. It's just so surreal. And I'm like so grateful and blessed that my life has been able to, you know, be able to experience that. I wanted to record this podcast today because somebody had posted a comment about, you know, Amanda, and it was a reference to me about living, living a full life. And I think that that's so important to talk about because I am, I am living a full life. I am, you know, unapologetically living a life where I feel like there's just, if I want to do something, then as long as it's safe, my family's protected and um, financially I can achieve those things. 100% I'm going to do it. There's been so many things that I've been been wanting to accomplish over the past, you know, since I was a kid, I guess. And I think often as adults, you just, it, you just fall into like excuse fill, right? You have a car, you have a mortgage, you have bills, payments, kids, all that stuff. Like I totally get it. And just, it just seems like your dreams come are pushed further and further away. And for me, I want to be able to have those dreams come closer back. And I think that we're all able to do that. We're all able to achieve that and do that. Um, So I would argue back, shouldn't everybody be living a full life then? Because isn't that really what the whole purpose is? Like you only have one life. You only have one life to live. So I don't know. I was just, I just think it was such an important comment to address and go in and sure maybe that's the case but I would argue back like everybody should be living a full life and the thing is like for me and you can ask my friends way back in the day I was always actually full of adventure I was always that person that was ready for a new project or travel or you know anything that like sort of sets your soul on fire I have always been that person like if I was the person at you know I don't know, like, they're like, let's go up and like, you know, go jump off the cliff. I would definitely have been that person when I was younger. And I think what happens as when, especially for me, like when you, I had my kids when I was in my twenties and then I think just life starts to consume you a little bit and then you lose parts and pieces of who you actually were. And for me, it's like, I think discovering that as you get into your forties, it's so important for you to realize that it's like, no, but that's the stuff that really makes you happy. That's the stuff that's like really, really, really living in the true purpose or version of yourself. That's the stuff that you want to be able to show the world, right? Because that's really, truly who you identify with. I talk about this guys all the time. I talk about bravery, courage, and strength. And I talk about it all the time because it's so important. And this year was like, shit, guys, it was one of the toughest mental, physically draining years of my life. And for me, that required a lot. And like, just to speak to that too, for this year, as we circle, it's December, thinking about how much I had to go through this year. If I would have not been in a place or mindset to be able to attack this stuff like head on, meaning that like, guys, I like read a ton of books. I, I read over 50 books a year. I read a book a week. I am coached by personal development coaches. I am, you know, invested. Like I don't watch a lot of TV. I constantly am working on myself all the time. I like, 
I needed to be able to be at that level in order to the year that I went through this year, as we circle into December, I would not have been able to successfully go through that year if I was not backed by the education support and growth that I've been working on for the past eight years. There's no way, there's no way that I would be sitting here recording this podcast from a hotel room in Iceland if I hadn't worked on myself 100% over the past eight years. And that requires a lot of deep, like when you go through a tough year or a tough month or a tough week, my gosh, guys, it requires so much deep fucking focus and determination, like more than any other time in my life. For me, why? Because I was hit with massive trauma. And personally, the only other option for me versus living a full life would be to break down and crumble into like a million pieces. Because that's the easy way, right? We would have chose, you know, to sort of just crawl back into bed, <laughs> not deal with anything. And, and believe me, there was a lot of times that I really contemplated that. What else do you choose with that? Well, you can choose drinking, you can choose drugs, you can choose anything to sort of numb out pain. And I decided that the complete opposite was necessary. So what did that look like? It meant like getting out of bed every fucking day when it was hard. It meant showing up and being the best version as you can, you know, for yourself, for your family, for your kids, for anybody. And there was a lot of struggle to be able to get to that point. For me, I think that like going full-blown warrior mode seemed way more cool as shit, honestly, than sitting there and being shut down in a pain cave, right? Because that's the opposite, opposite when you don't want to get out of bed. So what does it mean to live from your soul? Living from your soul is often, it's not a logical process, and it certainly doesn't require operating like formulas, statistics, and checklists. It, it is, for me, it's being able and willing to do the things that others might call crazy. It's willing to take risks, to follow your heart instead of your head, and act on inspiration instead of logic. Now, guys, don't misunderstand me. I'm not completely badass crazy. Living fully takes courage to another level. It takes reinvention. It takes determination, focus, and a little bit of magic or luck, manifestation, whatever you want to call it nowadays. The cool kids are calling it manifestation. I like to call it magic. Not everyone likes reinvention. And some people on that journey are left behind along the way. And that's the thing, guys, you have to be willing to accept the loss of the people that you're going to leave behind in order to fully live, because not everybody gets it. Not everybody is going to want to support that dream. Not everybody's going to want to support you and not everybody really understands it. But that's a thing, though. They don't have to be able to understand you. You have to be able to understand you. You have to do things with true intention and purpose and clarity And sometimes people just don't get it. Some people just, you know, they're just not there at the same place where you are. Guys, warriors are so brave. They're strong and they're courageous as heck. And it's been such a big thing here in Iceland. (laughs) Like they would, I've been doing so much like history and tours and, 
it's been so cool to be able to experience like what the life of that would look like. And they would leave their villages in search of like treasures and gold. And yes, I know. I know that the the show Vikings is pretty gory. And I know that it was horrible and a lot of awful things happened and people died during all the attacks and raids. But you're talking also to the girl that grew up in the foothills of the Scottish Highlands. So probably like, what, 150 years ago, they would literally chop off your head if you looked at somebody the wrong way. So pretty much, I mean, civilization, we've evolved a lot since then. But the per thing is, is that when you think about that, when you think about them living to their true purpose and intention, right? They would leave their villages and go out on these like crazy, you know, journeys across, you know, the sea and be able to go and find new treasures and discoveries and all of this stuff. And, you know, they would be looked at as like almost like this heroes from, you know, their villages that they lived in. And I don't know. I think like for me, I'm like, yeah, like warrior mode is on and it's here to stay for Miss A and it's a vibe I feel like anybody can achieve. Guys, like I said, I'm currently in Iceland. I'm watching, I'm observing, I'm paying attention to all the details in this trip. The little things that sometimes that you would just like pass over. These podcasts, guys, there's sometimes they're scripted. And I'll write down a bunch of notes when I feel like pouring my heart out onto a laptop. And sometimes it like happens whenever. Like this moment, I'm sitting in like scripting this. I was sitting in this tiny little cafe and it was on this cobblestone street and the sun's gone down and it's like four o'clock. And honestly, I feel like in this little vintage cafe that not that I'm like a writer, but I feel like, is this what JK Rowling felt like when she was like in a cafe in Edinburgh? It's just, you're just so like immersed in the content. And I feel like that's where you're truly connected, right? Iceland is so amazing. And for you, anybody that's questioning a trip to Iceland to travel here, the answer is immediately yes. For me, it's like a crossover from, or like a hybrid of Scotland and Canada combined with like some Scandinavian vibes. This cafe that I was writing um, and scripting stuff from my laptop, it was like a hundred years old and the food is delicious and the surface like feels like it's just like you're a big welcoming hug from grandma's house. It was beautiful. It was so nostalgic. And um, I'm so grateful to be able to like have sat there and just been able to like pull out my laptop. Like it's such a cool thing that being able to travel and having a job where you can literally work from anywhere in the world as long as you can connect into a Wi-Fi signal. And sometimes you need to have that. Like, I know that I'm the person where it's like, I need to hop on an airplane every once in a while just to go get inspired. And especially when I feel like for me, because I'm so creative all the time, like you're thinking about new ideas and projects and, um, you know, inspirations for people. And I've really, really noticed that what helps my creativity um, is when I travel and when I'm, you know, in a different culture or a different language or different foods, and it, it's not different architecture. It's just being able to walk the streets here in Reshevik is truly inspirational. And then what happens is that I come back home and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. Like the, the stuff that I can produce is so much better quality than what it would be just living and kind of doing a job at home, you know? And 
I feel like that's so important for people to be able to know that it's okay. It's like being able to know that that's a goal that you're able to achieve and do. I don't know about anybody else, but guys, when I'm traveling, I don't follow like any food guidelines. When I'm at home, I go like super, super strict on any normal week. But here, like in Iceland, like, I don't know, it reminds me so much of like back home where I grew up in Scotland. I grew up with comfort scoop foods like meat and vegetables and pastries. Oh my gosh, like the fresh baked goods, like anything, like that's totally my jam. I didn't really expect actually Iceland to offer such great food, but immediately, yes, it's been so good so far. Guys, the food is absolute fire here. My first meal here was a Christmas dinner plate at this like really nice restaurant. And I had, like, I have to say that I can, I feel like when you go and order like a Christmas dinner plate in North America, it's like a buffet style at best, like some, you know, I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind for me would be like the Swiss LA classic holiday dinner meal. (laughs) If you guys know, then you know, with the Lindor chocolates. I mean, don't get me wrong, who doesn't love Swiss Chalet? But the most iconic, like, Canadian ghetto childhood comfort food ever. But no matter what, I still feel like that stuff is really good after a hard night of snowboarding or a hockey game when you're freezing cold, walking into the chalet, sitting at one of those booths with the holiday dinner and the Lindor chocolates. It's pretty good. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But honestly, here in Iceland, though, it's just the food is so amazing and I think it's the culture and the people and sitting in Reshevik and being able to sit and walk these cobblestone streets and like it's just full 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 like you're it's it's amazing it's so so amazing honestly though like I swear to you, the Christmas dinner that I ended up getting at this like cute little restaurant, it was really, really nice. I swear to you and all the magical else here on this island, it was hands down the best Christmas dinner plate I've ever had in my life. Scandinavian style. And I chuckled like honestly as I ordered it because I'm like Christmas dinner, this is where it's at. Also like the fresh bread, the baked goods, it's so good, like so, so good here. And I'm a sucker and it's the reason I will never fully go gluten-free. I went to CrossFit this morning and did the 6 a.m. class and I came back to the smell of fresh baked bread from a coffee shop. And honestly, I feel like tomorrow I will go and run all week, like five kilometers just to do whatever I need to do. It's so, so delicious. It was so, so good. So I grew up with like fresh bakeries around every corner and it's something in Canada that I feel like we don't have. Like when you, I feel like we have we have fresh baked goods, but it's just not the same way as like these little coffee shops that bake fresh bread and pastries. And uh, it was so, it was so amazing. Another one of the bucket list things that I wanted to do when I was here in Iceland was visit the Blue Lagoon, which is a geothermal spa. And I took a few like pretty cool pictures for the gram just to see what all the buzz was about. But you can book different sessions and different levels. So for me, I went mid-range, I can't remember the title like or like what level it was actually called, but essentially what happens when you go to the Blue Lagoon, and I did it in a way, and I would totally recommend this. I actually flew in when you fly from Iceland. I flew from Toronto, it's direct to, um, to Reshevik, and um, 
when you do that, it, it's about a five hour flight. We actually got delayed. So it was more like six hours. So by the time you get here, it's like 6am. And what I did is I actually booked a bus right from the airport to take me right to the Blue Lagoon. I would totally do that again because you can't really check into your hotel until, you know, after lunch. And I feel like it's such a nice way, especially when you do a short trip, because I'm only, I'm only, was only here for the weekend. So when you do such a short trip like that, I really, really recommend that when you like fly in and then you, then you go right to the Blue Lagoon. Why? Because it's a spa and it's really cool to go into um, the water and then you're obviously the jet lag. It just helps with jet lag. I, I feel it, it helps with jet lag. So different levels. I went mid range. I can't remember what the name of it was, um, but essentially you got three masks and like a towel and a robe use and um, which is nice because then you don't have to, you know, unload your suitcase or anything like that. And I think you got a drink too. So you got like a free alcoholic drink. And I feel like you there, there's like wine and cider and all different things like that at the bar, but you do get the three masks, which is really, really cool. So again, like I said, I took a bus. It was directly from the airport to the blue lagoon. I booked it online. It was super simple. It was really affordable. And the bus drove me and I was legit the only person on the bus to the blue lagoon location, which is about a 20 minute drive from the airport. That's when I checked into the spa and I headed out to the lagoon. So I have super long hair and they, I, some of my friends had mentioned about that because there's silica in the water um, to really lather your hair up with conditioner. So they do have conditioner that is in the showers and I highly recommend lathering your hair up with conditioner because my hair gets dried out like all the time. So loaded up with conditioner and I made my way out to the lagoon which has an average temperature of about 105 degrees. So it didn't matter how chilly it was outside. It's, gosh, guys, it's breathtaking. The surrounding like volcanic rocks are beautiful. The water is this like milky blue color. Silica is the mineral compound that's found in the Blue Lagoon and the reason why people want to go there. And it's like, perhaps, I guess it's the most buzzed about element silica strengthens it's like strengthens your skin's barrier functions meaning that it helps lock in moisture and keep out toxins so this in turn it ensures like a youthful like firm complex and it slows the signs of aging it is a consistent compound of lava and merges with the geothermal seawater into volcanic aquifers deep underground. So when the superheat water reaches the surface and cools, the silica molecules are set free and it becomes the iconic white mud that is one of the Blue Lagoon's hallmarks. So the Blue Lagoon is a water is mixed with fresh and sea water. And according to their spa website, the unique algae plants have a high concentration of silica directly benefit the skin. And they claim that the antibacterial effects of the silica improve psoriasis and eczema and all the mineral water prevents like premature aging. That's why so many people buzz about the Blue Lagoon. So the Blue Lagoon is one of the most, I guess it's like a very big tourist attraction um, it's amazing. I would definitely highly recommend it, even though it is a tourist attraction. I thought it was, I'm such a sucker for spas. So no matter where I am, I, I, 
will pay like you you know me I'm not one on camping I don't it's if I have to sit in a tent I will but I'm the girl that I will work harder to pay for a spa day um, because they just bring me so much joy so I feel like the Blue Lagoon is totally worth it Um, I would highly recommend it and it's really really cool to be able to sit outside and it was dark when I got there, um, but then the sun came up. I think it would be a really cool experience to go there at night as well. And then you could see some of uh, the Northern Lights. I think that that would be amazing, but um, definitely highly recommend it. And it was totally worth it because you can sit out in the spa water for a long period of time and you put all these masks on and you feel so good when you're done. And like I said, I think because I had traveled and you don't really sleep on the airplanes, so you kind of, you're super jet lagged. I think it just makes you feel good. And I would totally, totally do that again. And who does not want the anti-aging properties? So my skin is super sensitive and I feel that I did completely fine with all of the masks. And um, it definitely made a huge difference. Like you could definitely feel that my skin was like super silky and smooth. So if you're questioning Blue Lagoon, travel to Iceland, definitely, definitely recommend it. So the best way to get around Iceland is to rent a scooter. They have like these little scooters. Um, they're just like little, they're little scooters, little electric scooters. And um, they are super, super fun. They are really quick and you just download the app and then you put your credit card details in and I've rented a bunch of them. And since I was here and traveling, like I took them to CrossFit, I've use them to get around town. I went and had a tattoo when I was here and like I, I've used them for all over. I They have the same thing. Like I've traveled to um, Sweden and they in Finland and they use the same type of um, like ways to get around the city. You can take buses as well, but I just personally found that the scooters were really easy and they're just like quick and you just sort of find them wherever they are. You scan the QR code, boom, done, you're in. I felt like renting the scooter and then grabbing like Google Maps, it's the cheapest and the easiest way to get around the city. And I think that that's what most local people do to hop around. I did, like I said, I took a few buses when I was here, but I mainly traveled using scooters. And if you download the app and register, you scan the QR QR code and bam, like scooter's ready for travel. I have no idea though, like what happens in Iceland when there's a ton of snow. So I'm here end of November, early December. And I think that like there's very little snow that's here. I think that that's unusual for their temperature and normally they would have snow. But if you're looking to get around the city, I definitely recommend renting scooters. So next up on the trip was tattoos. And I told you guys that we'd eventually talk about this and I might be slightly obsessed about tattoos. I have been actively getting tattoos since I was 18 I have no idea how many tattoos I have right now. The short answer is that I have lots. I don't typically sit and do like big sessions of full day artwork because um, I can't. I just like my, I'm going to be honest, like my body gets numb and I just don't want to do it. So I'm typically probably the person that's like, I go here, I'll go here, I'll go there. I've been to lots of different places. I mainly work with one girl that is local and she's done a lot of work on my arm but I have been tattooed by other artists. And for me, um, I don't necessarily get a tattoo every country I go to. I I don't do that. But um, I do think that I have more tattoos than the countries that I've traveled to, which is if I don't know if that means anything. So to celebrate for me, this country, 
And I don't know, the Viking tattoos were in order for me. And unlike any Viking tattoo, I decided to do some research and create some of my own protection shields and add in some runes. Solly, like, if you're researching, they have all these like staffs and like there's runes and they mean different things and there's different compasses for protection. Um, and like just all this like really, really cool artwork that you can do um, in a lot of like lost language that they have between they're called runes or um, sometimes like just it's like old scripture and stuff like that. So it's really, really cool. So I did prior to the trip, I actually ordered a bunch of books and like a hundred dollars on Amazon in my shopping cart and got some books and a couple sets of bind rune stones. So the word rune, it comes from the language of the ancient Goths and it literally means secret or hidden. This in turn ultimately derives from the early dramatic um, word meaning rue, which means mystery. And from early times, the rune stones were magical. So they have these different stones. Um, they have an alphabet that is on each of, like there's 24, there's 24 different stones. Um, there's the 25th one and they all have different markings on them. And it's an old dramatic alphabet that's essentially lost. They were ancient, like in the earliest examples of these rune stones, they date back to the Bronze Age. But anyways, they, 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 they're meant to be able to, um, Romans would, so Romans would believe that if you cast these stones, it would sort of predict like the past, present and future and talk about that stuff. So I did a ton of research into this and, um, I'm kind of obsessed because I love, it's like something that really speaks to me. I love history and I love, and growing up in Scotland, I'm like often connected to like, I don't know, kings and queens and like history of like castles and witchcraft and I don't know, source, like it's all of the stuff, it all relates into one another. And I just think it's like such a huge part of it. And the runes are another layer of that as well. So I feel like, um, they, the, so the dramatic people did not believe that the runes were merely the work of man. What they believed is they considered them to be their origin, like the origin to none other but like being like divine inspired. So meaning that they really felt like they had some type of like magical quality to them, which is such a, a, a strong word when you use the word magical, because I feel like all the kid, cool kids nowadays are calling it manifestation which I do, I do believe. I do believe that when you have something in your mind and you really want to focus on something, um, you can manifest something to happen. And we should totally do a podcast on this. There's so many great books and there's a lot of people that I follow that do this stuff. But manifestation is essentially just a cool way of saying that it has some type of magical property to it. So magical meaning, and it's such a loose term, meaning that you know you can make something happen Um with with some type of power behind it and I do believe that there's like a lot of energy and a lot of power that people have and you can sort of meet that like I don't know if you've ever met somebody and that person just you can sort of feel like they have more energy than others or it's like their aura that they get off that is essentially it's an energy right that people are, are, are have more than others and um, I think if you recognize that and you can really really put that to your mind and anyways probably if 
anybody is taking this, like, don't take it out of context because I do think it's like such a controversial topic, but essentially what it means is that it's just doing something for yourself. And I think that again, it goes back into like having your goals and being laser focused on some. And I think when you really, really put, it's like your power of your mind, when you put something to its true intention and you really can get focused on that. I think that, yeah, there's definitely some magical, um, properties that can happen with that. So the runes are an alphabet that, um, can predict the future, I guess, and depending on how you read that. So for me, I feel like tattoos, it's such a private topic because most of the time I feel like they're filled with, oh my gosh, endless questions. (laughs) And sometimes they're weird questions or like they cross the line comments. And I'm probably one of the only moms at school, or at least that of very, like very few, um, that We'll head out in an airplane, fly over to Iceland, research Viking runes and get it tatted up. Like it's just not, I'm not the average person. Let's just put it that way. I'm just not the average person. And that's all good though. It's me living my life how I want to. And it's unapologetic as fuck. Like I just don't care. I don't care what other people's opinions are of me because I know that I'm doing everything for myself. And I love it. I think that it's really, really cool to do research on that. I think it's really cool to be able to have this opportunity. I have zero guilt with being a mom and traveling by myself and doing a solo trip. I think it's really, really confident for people. I'm so inspired when I see, especially women that can hop on an airplane, travel for five days, do a bunch of really cool epic shit and do it by yourself. Do you know how much guts it takes to walk into a restaurant, sit down like a badass by yourself and still be okay with that. And then, you know, come and travel and, and you meet so many different people. And I think it's so important to be able to travel like that by yourself. There's so much growth that I do when you have to sit with yourself with no distractions. It's such a huge amount of growth that gets accomplished in that time. And just like tattoos, they're, for me, they're like unique marks of accomplishment throughout the journey that I have been on for like life so far. And like for me, I don't plan like my whole tattoo sleeve out. Some people do. I don't. Um I don't I hundred percent like a thousand percent don't plan it out like that because I feel like my life is always changing. It's always evolving and I need to be quick and flexible to move with it. So I hope that that kind of makes you understand like a little bit about the reason and why and like why to come to Iceland. Like I think that it's so if anybody's questioning about doing that, like I've literally been on the island for myself. It'll be a five day trip. I flew in Thursday morning. I'm going to leave Monday. It was such a cool experience to be able to come and do this trip by myself. Like I said, such a surreal moment to be able to record this podcast, sitting here at a hotel room, literally watching the sun come up. It's 10 o'clock in the morning now. And I think that having the confidence and power to do that and then moving into like all these like magical things that have happened to me over the course of the five days, being able to go and hike all of these like unique places and travel and get tattooed and um, eat like this amazing food and be submersed in this Icelandic culture, I think is such a privilege to be able to have and anybody can be able to do this. Guys, I hope that you guys will be able to be inspired by this episode and um, understand the reason why to travel. I honestly think that um, it's been such a cool experience to be able to come to Iceland, such a bucket list trip. 
such an amazing thing being able to go and check out all these spas and honestly if you want to see the next viking tattoo on me you could probably check it out on the summer at the lake or at the next uh, water park adventure that i'll probably be having over at uh the the wake park until then i'll be bunkered down in sweats while i'm living out the canadian winter in reality my tips on getting inked up for the first time guys research your artist well eat and hydrate lots before you head into a session and please for the love of the needle avoid the rib and the wrist backside because i definitely would not recommend that on the first session black on or color for me i like them both i have both um and i don't recommend you know getting a tattoo i think of it a lot of people they'll struggle with like designs i a lot of the times i'll let my artists design stuff just because i'm like oh that's such a cool piece like i love that there's other times where i've designed stuff myself um i think that when my number one thing is that don't tattoo anybody's name on your body i mean like th that's for me i've got my kids names on it their nicknames but other than that i'm pretty locked in for just myself i i, I I'm not a big fan of tattooing, you know, somebody's name on my body, but um, <laughs> that would be the only one tip. Um, love art. I love, there's so many great artists. There's tons of great, like Reshevik is like covered in amazing tattoo studios. And um, the tattoo st studio that I went to uh, that was here, um, it was Valkyrie, which means um, Valkyrie were female warriors um, and that which I felt was like such a strong connection to and they have like a team there's a lot of girls that are tattoo artists that are there I don't know if they're all females that are there they definitely look like there's a lot of females that are there but that's where I went it was in, here in Rashevik and uh, they did an amazing job and uh, they were really really cool I with um, the design that I drew up and um, yeah other than it taking it was pretty effortless I was able to get over there pretty quickly it was an amazing experience so if you guys are into that, you can definitely go check them out. They're on Instagram. And yeah, I think that so many of my friends have commented on this trip to Iceland. And I promise you, Iceland will not disappoint. If you guys are considering and you have this bucket list trip, make sure to follow through with those dreams, guys. Otherwise, that magical spark that feeds your heart, it might leave you one day and find someone else that it can make that dream happen. So book that trip sooner than later, guys, and stop making a to-do list that never actually gets freaking done. Live like a warrior, fired up from your soul, living your best life, whatever that looks like to you. May the Viking runes guide your heart and your mind to the way your life's destiny was meant to be fulfilled. Until next time, guys, be well, find peace, and I hope one day that you can make it to Iceland.